0: the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show.
1: It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401 392-1025. Check out their website lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Petro on am 1380 99.9 fm folks you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com it is wednesday i want to first start off uh i went to the press briefing yesterday rhode island governor dan mckee and i'll say this about the former mayor of cumberland he is certainly coming into his own he is at the 100 day mark uh by all accounts you know i think he he now is recognizing that he can move a little bit away from covid and into more just basic governing. But for someone who is really like thrown into it, he seems to have found his rhythm, found his step. He uh and and for the people in, in the northern part of the state, you've you know seen him when he was the mayor of Cumberland. He's uh as I like to say, he's not a young guy, but he's he certainly, I think, has found his rhythm, uh working out a lot of the kinks. He he has a good way about him. I really I wanna give him um, credit for his transparency. I mean i don't remember i don't think we've ever had a governor that will sit like this open uh very very open to the press takes any question what i also like about governor dan mckee is he if he doesn't know he'll say you know i don't know and 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 i think that's refreshing because because he's not expected to know everything and that's one of the reasons you have people for that is people around you that would know and you don't have to try to fudge an answer or pretend like you know everything um I, I, just in following history i remember like they they would say that president eisenhower would would was very open they'd ask him a question and he'd say you know i don't know about i don't i don't I don't know that but the good thing is you have people around you that know that and and get paid to know that and you're not expected to know all legislation regarding whatever it is it's you know some of the stuff is very very in depth but I, I i didn't know him at all and i i i think he's very very authentic um he doesn't try to be smartest one in the room he's got his own style he is um shaping things i'm i'm very interested to see you know we'll he's got the summer to really work out the kinks more he's got some big challenges certainly uh but it's nice as he said yesterday to have a lot big pile of money coming his way as opposed to some other things but he's doing it his style so all in all i think um for the first 100 days and some of the options that are out there uh i i I think this thing worked out pretty well. Governor Raimondo was definitely ready to move on. She seems to be embracing her role as the Commerce Secretary and Governor McKee, who's fulfilling her her term. So now I also want to draw your attention to something, and that is I have so much praise for Nicole Solis of South Kingstown. She's the mom. We had her on. And um, just the way that she's demanding more accountability with the school system. Folks, the public school system to me, I think since the pandemic when people realize that, you know, you have the public schools open and the um the private schools excuse me open and the public schools, the teachers' unions and the dictating and really uh behaving poorly has a lot of people second guessing a lot of public school education. And let's face it, uh the public schools it's a different dynamic. Uh everybody just gets passed along. I mean that's just the way it is. No one stays back. Kids get out with the quota diploma, it's pretty debatable just what that's worth these days and that some kids you know it's kind of evolving some kids some children would be much better off if they were just guided into a skill which nothing wrong with that good way to make an honest living but um but some of the, the behavior in the school and especially when it comes to this critical race theory what they're teaching in the classroom what they're teaching race in the classroom but as a result of nicole um other communities are starting parents are stepping in saying, you know, how are you teaching gender, and how are you teaching race, and how are you teaching history of the country, and this business of, you know, uh, white supremacy, and everybody's a racist, and young kids have to get up and apologize to their uh, classmates who are minorities, and, you know, teachers teaching kids, you know, your parents are racist, your grandparents are racist, America should be ashamed of its history. Um, So parents have a right to question a lot of that and exactly how that's being explained. And I think one of the the most extraordinary, one of the best things that's happening right now, folks, is after years of active defending President Trump, it is nice to be on the other side and watch the other side, the progressives especially, put their foot in their mouths or say things that are just so whacked. And I brought to this to you yesterday and it's it's resonating. Now the New York Times is doubling down and trying to back up this ridiculous statement about one of their, uh, the people that are part of their editorial board. And this was just, a, this was yesterday morning. I played it yesterday, where always seem to be right but this was on uh, Morning Joe, where she's saying she was on Long Island and all these people with American flags, and it's very disturbing with the American flags.
2: Pickup trucks with, uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags. And some cases, just dozens of American flags, which, you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was this is my country. This is not your yeah. country.
1: I own this. And so until we're. You know, that statement, American flags, and it's disturbing. And I mentioned this yesterday in The New York Times has said, you know, it's being taken out of context. And she's exactly right with saying that, you know, folks, see, this is the divide. This is the divide, and I believe the uh, Republican Party, especially in Rhode Island and Mass, should really exploit that and let people know, and have other people stand up. And the progressives— one thing I'll say about the progressives, whether it's AOC or some of the very extreme progressives—they they're not afraid. They'll back it up. They will absolutely say, "That's exactly right. How terrible that is! American flags, and it's so." disturbing how about the fact aoc was slamming kamala harris saying this is disappointing for telling migrants not to come kamala harris saying don't come oh that's so disappointing how could she be doing that folks this is where you know let them she blames the united states saying setting latin america on fire that's aoc now and said it's so disappointing about not coming The United States has been set the house on fire when it comes to Latin America, but then you won't allow people to escape these ridiculous, explosive claims. So uh, seeking asylum at a U.S. border is 100% legal method of arrival. Seeking asylum from what? Someone that says, I want to go there and make money? We can't help set someone's house on fire, then blame them for fleeing. What are these people talking about? But this is where I believe the Democrat Party, people that are listening have to decide, is this really the party that I'm part of? Is this, you know, really the group that I, I truly believe with? As I said, the, the progressives, they will tell you where they stand. I love the fact that in Westerly now, they're the third school district or parents are requesting we want to know about the curriculum if you're listening right now whether no matter where you are um you should also be requesting from your school committee from your school district to tell us you know I want to know more about the curriculum I know how, want to know about how gender is being taught I want to know how race is being explained you have the right to get answers to these questions all right a lot more head your listing am 1380 99.9 fm go to the website deptro.com shop in the shop contact me we have all the exclusive stories a lot more head right here on the john DePetro show well it's a challenge to run your business these days maybe you need to find the right type of workers why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801. MEGA, MEGA professionals, 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MIGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MIGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801.
3: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchels at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J. Engineering today
1: at 401 401- 351 J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon, it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with J.K.L., estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, J.K.L., they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. For 54 years, J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved national grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today. For, light, for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600 401. 351 7600 It's J. Cal engineering. So weekdays, we start at 11. We go until two. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Joining me right now. He is a columnist for the Boston globe. He is Dan McGowan. And Dan, you have an interesting uh, column and I want to start off with it regarding the situation with the education commissioner, her relationship with Governor McKee, who did not bring her in, did not hire her, but you make a pretty good case that uh something has to develop the next few months are very important and as you illustrate, he either needs to back her or it would seem that that her time is going to be up, and she's just going to move on
2: well, that's it john i mean the, the these are you know it's difficult to you know say the definitive either you know that someone needs to go or and things like that but What's happening right now, I think, is incredibly unfair to the education commissioner because right now you've got a situation he's taking all the heat from the teachers union, from the legislature, uh, you know, the the public spotlight is all on her. And Governor McKee is kind of sitting there on the sidelines saying, you know, I'm going to inch creeper, uh, inch closer to kind of creep in on her in terms of when it comes to the, the contract negotiations and the decisions that are getting made in Providence School. So I'm going to have a more hands-on approach, um, but I'm not going to kind of stand by her. And the longer this goes, the longer that she is kind of in this state of limbo, I think the worse it is for her. And Governor McKee has a real chance right now as, as still a very new governor to be able to say, you know, I'm with her. I've got her back and I'm going to stand by her and we're going to try to get through some of these you know, mistakes that have been made. We're going to try to get through all this. And by the way, he also has a completely reasonable uh, uh, other side of this, which could be, you know what? She wasn't my pick in the first place. I want to reset. I'm going to pick the new education commissioner. That would be a reasonable take from a new governor. Uh, But doing the kind of in the middle and sometimes I'm with her, but sometimes I'm going to kind of throw her under the bus. uh, I don't think it's good for anybody. It's not good for the state of the teacher's contract. And it goes to the conversation that you and I have been having for God. It feels like two years now, which is the teachers will wait this out. They will wait and wait and wait um, if if they're given that opening or given that lane.
1: What do you find? What what is her mind?
2: You know, it's funny, talk, I was with them yesterday when they announced the new superintendent in Providence, <clears throat> the interim superintendent, and it was the first time, I even said this to the commissioners. the first time in months that I've seen her looking almost relaxed, right? Mm. She gets in a classroom, they, you know, they're smart, they handpick the school, you know, excellent principal, kind of favorable to reform, and so schools they're going into classrooms and the commissioner is kind of in her element right they, they they've got a new superintendent that she helped pick they're you know talking to kids kind of enjoying themselves that was as as you know good as she has looked and i think as good as she has felt in a really long time but make no mistake about it behind the scenes yeah she's she's nervous about what, what's going on she she just saw a scenario where it, in in, the, in a matter of you know, what, 10 days, maybe less than 10 days, uh, a superintendent was was kicked to the door, shown the door. So she knows that she's a little bit vulnerable. And what she really knows is, it's another thing you and I have talked about so much, is she just doesn't have a lot of people in her corner. Um, You know, it reminds me on a very different note, you you know, not that I expected you to check in on this last night, but there was a, a Senate Finance Committee meeting, you know, very inside baseball stuff, uh, where they had Mara Lorza in, and you just watch a conversation between senators who don't respect the mayor and who want to oh. put him down and want to, you know, kind of twist the needle or twist the knife. That's how the same exact scenario. She just can't go up to the state house and win an argument. Even You know, her own council on elementary and secondary education, the board of education, you know, there are there are a few union people on that board. There are people who are kind of in the middle and are concerned about what's going on in Providence. She just doesn't have a lot of people who right now are coming out and saying, you know, I'm with her. Uh, the way she had it years ago. And, I, and she knows that it takes its toll, John, you know, you and I both know it's, it's nicer to have people, you know, talking about you and and, and sort of agreeing with you than than it is when they're always kind of fighting with you or, or telling you how stupid you are. Uh, and, and so I think that, I think that has taken its toll on her. Um, and it's, it's very noticeable.
1: And it's, Dean what do you make of the fact that, you know, last week it was in the news and, and, she was emotional saying she feels a lot of the attacks are, are racist against her and her family and her name. And governor McKee did not come out, um, and issue any type of statement about that. He really seemingly stayed on the sidelines on that. Uh, what, what was the reaction that you heard to her and also, uh, Victor bringing attention to the fact that they feel a lot of this is, is based on, on race.
2: Well, uh... A stunning silence in particularly in the culture we live in john right yeah uh th- this is a a situation where normally uh you know particularly democrats particularly left-leaning democrats you know uh, are up in arms anytime there's a you know a, a, any situation the word race suddenly gets everybody you know up in arms and and nervous about things Look, the the commissioner isn't a the commissioner believes this let's just be very clear about that she this isn't this isn't a a show it's not for sympathy she believes she is being treated differently because uh people are attacking her sort of more aggressively because at least in part she's an outsider who happens to be latina um whether or not that's true or not it's a different discussion she believes it. she thinks it's real And for folks to not, you know, a lot of leaders to not really come out and have her back. And even even Mara Lorza, who who is, you know, positioning himself in this weird way, kind of with her, even though they don't really like each other either, said, you know, I'll take her word for it. Uh, uh, You know, uh, there's no reason to believe she's she's not telling the truth. That's not the same as. Oh yes, I dealt with this, uh, you know, two years ago when I was fighting a teacher's contract. I saw the exact same thing. Uh, it's that's not the same thing that's that's being said there. And I think, um, I, I think the commissioner probably wishes or would have liked more people to kind of come out for her. She is hearing from, I think, a lot of parents, a lot of groups who, um, who are, you know, kind of coming to her defense. But it's still muddied, and people do not. You know, look at some of the polling, right? The the teachers in Providence remain relatively popular. Teachers in general, teachers unions remain relatively popular. And so I, I think there's this tough scenario where she's speaking a little bit of kind of truth to power, but... I think a lot of folks don't necessarily want to believe that the teacher they live next door to or their child's teacher might have some, you know, racist tendencies or, you know, might, might, you know, have issues with an ethnic uh, commissioner. I think there's, and I think it's a difficult thing to grasp or to grapple with if you're the commissioner, because she feels like she's on an island kind of by herself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she seemed it, it, it does seem encouraging to McGowan that the new superintendent or temporary superintendent seems like a popular individual. Uh, a lot of people seem to like him. It, it does seem your understanding with Governor McKee this is really the commissioner's
2: pick. This is the commissioner's pick, and this is, yeah, and and, and this was, uh, you nailed it, you know, popular among teachers, popular among administrators. The big question for this superintendent, and there's some level of behind the scenes kind of maneuvering about whether or not this person will be the, uh, the permanent superintendent or whether they're going to go on a big kind of intergalactic search. The challenge is you're going from being a principal of a school of 250 kids to running a district of 24,000. It's really, uh, I shouldn't say it's really easy. It's, it, it is a much more manageable job, obviously, to run a small elementary school than it is to, you know, have union fights and have to deal with just all the challenges that come. We're going
1: to, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro show. Mega, truck and trailer appear. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 508-336-2110. 508 508- And also, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. It's Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. 321 that's 401 321 2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Spring is here time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash you can text Jared a free estimate at 401 617 2585 Bethel Certified Softwash they have a great website it's rhodeislandsoftwashing.com outside your home Let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel. B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's Rhode RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Bethel certified soft wash and power wash. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, when it comes to the negotiations, um, Mayor Alorza, as far as the teachers uh, contract with the state, Mayor Alorza, he is saying that the only way you're going to get a new deal is that you, you have to tear up the contract and invoke the Crowley Act. Governor McKee, uh, he has said that he would prefer not to do that and and somehow seems to think that they can achieve what they want to without uh doing that Who, who's going to be proven right here
2: i think the mayor is going to be proven right <laughs> and, and i think the governor is going to try to do all the things that that the mayor has tried to do already right he's yep. going to try to bring people together try to be nice try to you know find common ground but keep in mind i wrote this it's a very i, I think an important point in, in my column today which is this is not a fight about wages and benefits right that would be solvable tomorrow. There's a whole bunch of money out there. And if the teachers want, you know, five percent raises and maybe, I don't know, a little bit better benefits. The city and the state can afford that. Well, whether or not it's a good thing is a different question, right? That can happen. The this is a debate about policy. It's about philosophy, right? Yeah. It's about can you can you add more time to the school day and the school year? Right. Can you hire and fire teachers? Um, in, a, in a more uh, in an easier way than is currently the the, the norm. Uh, and so the, the, the this is why Mayor Alorza is right. You know, again, easy to pay people. But the way to, at least through the mayor's eyes, and he has experience with this, is the way to really trying to shape reform is potentially to, I I always say rip up the contract, but it's just make a change, make a unilateral change in the contract so that the union can then file a grievance, take this to court. And we can for once and for all, see what a judge thinks about the Crowley act and the ability of states, a state to take over the school system. That's why the mayor I think is spot on about this. Um, and, and he's been pretty vocal about it for several months. um, The challenge and the reality is, is on the flip side of this, is if you're Governor McKee and you're trying to keep everybody happy, um, it's reasonable to, you know, go in and try to have a negotiation. It's just a matter of you and I could be having this exact same conversation a year from now or two years from now because the teachers will wait him out.
1: They absolutely will. And what I've heard about uh, the negotiations is sometimes... You know, people don't realize that no, that, that through a series, that, you know, the contracts which built in today, which I think it's close to 79 pages, uh, the commissioner, they'd like it cut down to 10 pages, yep. but they basically gave control over everything. For instance, you know, uh, what I've been told, Commissioner Green, you know, and Fontaine Green, they want more diversity. But the problem is that every time you want to hire someone, first you have to post it so someone internally in the school department can can go for the job. And so you're just going through the same pool of people and before it can go to the outside. So you're not, you know, uh, getting a, a diverse group of outsiders That's coming right. in. Uh, the teachers work four hours a day. They get then an hour for lunch. They get uh hour free period. They want them to maybe stay, as you said, an hour a week after school, meet with the principal, meet the anything they want. No, you got to pay more money. Denver McGowan what was the reaction to the uh, mayor Lord piece that was published where he he has basically said there's there's no one that could get the type of results they want under the current contract
2: yeah I mean certainly teachers were were unhappy with him uh, no, no surprise to that uh, and then the challenge is, is that all of this can be blurry because what the teachers all say which is which is accurate which is hey, you you signed a contract with us after that whole fight, after we protested, after, you know, we embarrassed you, after, you know, all our fighting, at the end of the day, you got reelected, and then you signed a you stood with us and signed a new contract that that you say got nothing done. That's on you, right?, yep. and, and that is. Uh, you know, that's like you and I, you know, me negotiating with the Boston Globe and wanting more money after just signing a contract. Well, the boss is going to say that's on you, buddy. Right. And, and that's the challenge that that they have right now. But the mayor has lived it. The mayor has uh, the last mayor lived it. Angel Taveras. I, I use this example a lot. Chad. I've said it to you a million times, but it's important for people to know 10 years ago, this time, 10 years ago. Big fight. Providence Mayor Angel Taveras, the new mayor, cities run, you know, going, uh, going bankrupt or near bankruptcy, have to close schools, have to fire teachers. He gets a new contract with the teachers. Biggest accomplishment. They added 15 minutes to the school year over three years. Yeah. Five minutes a year over yeah. three years. And that was considered a, you know, hailed as a, as a landmark deal. And so that's how challenging this is and so what what mayor lorz is saying now he's being you know a little bit hyperbolic about it he, you know he knows he has a lane here when it comes to running for governor all those things but he is right when he says there is no evidence we have not seen i don't care how good of a negotiator you are uh we have not seen people be able to come in here and negotiate with the teachers union and the reason why is because it's really hard to change what's already in the contract, right? That's the biggest thing. And so all those years where, you know, people negotiate different things, you know, can't give you a raise this year, but we'll let you, you know, get out of school a little bit earlier, whatever, things like that, that all remains going forward. And that's the reason why the mayor believes they should kind of rip up the contract or at least just start to make changes that they – uh, that that they believe under the Crowley Act uh, can be made.
1: Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, yesterday, as you know, I was uh, with Governor McKee in the press briefing. I asked him about that. A Mayor Lorza sent out a fundraising letter basically saying that he's helping to shape the new teacher's contract. Uh, what do you think of uh, Governor McKee's reaction to that was basically he, he did not pull any punches and immediately swatted down that idea.
2: Yeah, it was funny because John his first, and I, I admit I, I was listening to it, I wasn't watching it, but his first response, the first words out of his mouth were no. Yeah. <laughs> I think you asked, you know, is he a part of this? And and then he massaged it a little to say, you know, we're keeping people in the, in the loop and that sort of thing. But you no, know, make no mistake about it, but this is something, I was glad you asked that question because it's a column I've been kind of working through. Mayor Lorza, as he gets more aggressive uh, for his run for governor, has been sending out emails, and you and I are both getting emails from people who are getting those emails. Yes. Uh, really, um, uh, very aggressive, I would say, and, and and questionable when it comes to their accuracy. You know, this one in particular. He he said we're reforming the teachers' contract. Uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't even have a, a say in the ability to reform a teacher's contract. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he sent out right after the mass shooting uh, on Carolina Ave. He sent out a, a very long email that you know explained all the things that they're trying to do to engage youth in in the summer and and then said will you donate to my campaign (laughs) um and
1: called it the the incident on carolina right (laughs) the mass shooting was mass shooting right the incident
2: and so he's been he's been doing this and you know it's gonna come back to bite him because these things are not you know campaign fundraising emails it's very in the weeds people love to take credit for things they don't do all that sort of stuff but usually there is at least some line that you don't cross you never heard angel tavares say providence is the safest city on earth right right you never heard david cicellini say uh you might have said on the campaign stage but he wasn't you know in the middle of his campaign the first time wasn't just bragging about how well run uh, the city's finances were. Uh you know, things like that, that they, they usually know that they're going to be fact checked. And, uh, you know, this is getting a lot of buzz in turn, you know, around because, again, the mayor is raising a lot of money, he's going to be formidable in a Democratic primary. But, uh, you know, I think this will He's he's got to tone it down with with some of these with some of these fundraising
1: events. <laughs> He also mentioned he's, he's reforming the pension system. He's trying to borrow $1 billion. <laughs> That's not exactly reforming well, the pension in John,
2: system. John, it goes back to a column that I wrote a couple of weeks ago that that you and I talked about, which, you know, the mayor has big, ambitious, bold ideas. But being having big ideas, some would say good ideas, some would say bad ideas, but having big ideas is not the only thing you do, right? You have right. to actually get things done. So he wants to borrow, like he said, almost you know, seven hundred million dollars for a for a pension bond. He's going to be in front of the uh, House Finance Committee on this today, and he has virtually no chance of getting this thing to move forward. And yet right. he's he's fundraising on it as though <laughs> it's already happening.
1: Yeah, you know, Bill Belichick could draw up this great play in the Patriot locker room, but unless they actually go on the field and execute it, resulting in a touchdown, all it was was just a play drawn up in the Patriots locker room. That's right. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. More Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DiPietro Show. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health. 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local stop it and see marie what do we have well vitamins herbal remedies trusted companies who understand quality integrity local products like the incredible acai berry she also has honey maple syrup marie at it's my health 1099 Menden road in cumberland right across from davenport restaurant has over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop in and see her. It's my health, because it's about your health and staying healthy. And children's vitamins, 1099 Menden Roden, Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health.
3: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Naturals at Innovas Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovas.com.
1: For all your tree needs, call the Tree Trimming Experts in lincoln it's yankee tree service call them today for a free quote 401-439-6028 yankee tree service 401-439-6028 fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankee whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, yesterday, uh, Lieutenant Governor Matos on Election Day in Providence was asked about who she was supporting in the special election. The person that she was backing did not win. Um, What is that? does that send a signal maybe for her ability with team McKee to deliver votes in Providence? And, and as much to, I mean, to me, this was a win for Senator Ruggiero kind of machine a little bit. Um, a lot of people may not notice this, but that really was kind of a, I think it's a loss on her.
2: Yeah, you know, it, there's no question it's a loss on her because she was willing to come out and support. This is the ward, her, her city council seat, basically. Uh, and these people aren't household names, but basically Oscar Vargas, who's a, uh, works in the Senate, works as a Senate aide, um, beat Doris De La Santos, kind of a well-known person in some Providence circles, um, and, and beat her fairly handily. I beat her by almost 100 votes, which in, in a special election is... Uh, pretty significant and the most significant thing is Sabina Matos was is a their best friends Doris La Santos and, and Sabina Matos they're close as can be um, and so uh, Sabina kind of backing her uh, you know does come across as a little bit of a blow the one thing I'd caution on this is you know Doris La Santos has run a bunch of times she's simply not a popular candidate right she's lost uh, uh, four or five different races different offices and so, you know, there, there's a part of me that says, I wrote this in Roadmap today. You know, if Dan McKee is worried about the Sabina Matos machine, he's probably not going to be the governor anyway. But to the broader point, you're, you're, you're not wrong about this, which is I think a lot of people probably thought, oh, the reason why Sabina Matos got picked is because she's got to be this great, you know, big vote getter in the Latino community. Well, she didn't prove that, or at least she didn't prove that. You know, on the very first go around, that she could do it. Now, one thing to keep in mind: Oscar Vargas yesterday wins the election with, I believe, around 390 votes. It's almost exactly what he got against Sabina Matos a few years ago. Sabina ran up the score, beat him by 30 percentage points or something. So, you know, her own value I think remains relatively high. But uh, this isn't this was a, a blow for her. The other thing, John, something that you'll like is. Keep an eye on where mail ballots go in the yeah. next in the next election, because remember the, the history of mail ballots is oh, who can do them well and who's the operative that can you know, grab all the mail ballots. Well, what we've seen both last year and then now in this special election is if the culture is moving in a direction of kind of everybody does mail ballots or big chunks of people do mail ballots, the, those operatives who kind of hide in the shadows are far less important, right? Because it's not about going to get your, you know, the extra 100 votes anymore. Now, if four, five, six hundred five, 600 people in any neighborhood in Providence are voting by mail, and that's what happened here, um, though again, those shadowy figures are less important. So I think that's something to really keep an eye on uh, heading into next year. Was
1: this also uh, Senate President Ruggiero almost against Sam Bell in this election?
2: I think if I were Senate President Ruggiero, I would, I would definitely be taking uh, that level of credit, especially after Sam Bell kind of beat back a challenge last year. Um, look, he's this guy, The Oscar Vargas, is kind of a low-level Senate person, works in the Senate. So, yeah, I mean, establishment, Frank Chacone, another senator, endorsed him. Um, give credit to Ramon Perez and Dave Talon, the, the longtime yeah. Republican operative who, you know, look, they know what they're doing. They know they how know. to, you know, they know how to count votes, they know what they're doing. And so this was very helpful. One thing I would say is uh, watch out next year for the progressives. Uh, I think the progressives are making a very significant move behind the scenes to run yeah. four or five candidates in the Providence City Council races, wow. various ones. And if they shape the Providence City Council, progressives have five, six members of the Providence City Council that are all liberal, super liberal, I should say. Uh, Watch out for that. That'll be a really interesting storyline to follow for the next eight years, really.
1: Dean McGowan, it's interesting to watch Governor McKee because because to me, as he becomes more comfortable and he's going to be tomorrow will be 100 days in the job. I believe yeah. yep. he said yesterday, 98. Yeah? So he's getting more comfortable. And what I like, but for instance, the way he just blurted out no, like Mayor Lawson, no, he is not involved with the... But he also did it yesterday. And there's a good story about it in the Boston Globe that uh, Ed Fitzpatrick writes about is the way he described it again i i asked him about eleanor slater but he, the way he described the budget shortfall um <laughs> i would like to see team Ramundo when they're reading that headline about a fairy tale i mean well a fairy tale
2: <laughs> notice the style wow. too i mean one of the things he did if you if you were you were in the room i was only listening yeah. to it but the the you know first he said all they were you know, they, they just got this wrong. They didn't tell us everything. And then he went back and said, yes. fairy tale. Yes. So, you know, you, you could tell by, the you know, just by kind of the way people, the way people talk. I mean, he wanted to make it clear and then go double back and say, yeah, he feels like they were they were kind of misled. On the uh, on the Eleanor Slater situation, and yeah, I think this this shows. I mean, we covered it the whole way. People remember people kind of scoffed at this. I Remember, the, even Gina Raimondo's team was, you know, very aggravated about the narrative that there wasn't cooperation between McKee and Raimondo in the transition. It's all proving to be true, right? Uh, there 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 was lots of uh, frustration. There was lots of, um, you know, I think. Le- your typical level of kind of legacy protection from the Raimondo people. And then, you know, now you've got a new governor in there. And what is refreshing about him is he is, will you know, he's a great quote, basically. He, he, he you know, he'll say whatever is on his mind. And uh, I think that's been, it's been good for business for both you and I.
1: It, it is. And Dan McGowan, just say last thought on that. He, do you also get the sense he's listen, he's, he's not a young guy. He's been around for quite some time. To me, he is, really now getting comfortable in the role he's making some hires he's you know the money's coming in how about the big fundraiser coming in going to be held for him by by speaker Sakachi and senate president dominic regurio i'm trying to think i i, I don't think we you know we certainly i don't think we saw a fundraiser held for for governor raimundo by speaker nick mattiello
2: no, it, this is yeah th- that was significant the fact that, that you' you're gonna see um, you know a little bit of support from the, the president and the uh, and the speaker and, and we should be clear behind the scenes I think they're working out pretty well. you know it, It's much easier to develop a budget when you know you have, know some something of a large surplus and you've got all this cares act money you've got lots of stuff right so you know you're you're not going to have as many big knockdown drag out fights you know shikarchi and rogerio tend to be um you know not big fans of of new taxes well guess what the, the the governor says i'm not a big fan of some of these new taxes so they're they're largely on the same page and i think you're you're exactly right And i had this in some notes as i just as you and i talk the governor is settling in, right? He, yeah. is, he feels more comfortable. I think he feels, remember, he was initially blitzed with both the, the fact that they were still very much at the beginning of the, the vaccination process. So you're still getting blitzed with COVID stuff. You were trying to learn all the things that you, you know, you really didn't have access to for the last six years as Lieutenant Governor. You're doing all this stuff. And I think he was getting a little fatigued. I think it was overwhelming. Didn't have the team in place. Now he's starting to hit his stride. He feels a little bit good about himself. In fact, last week, uh, he had a poll in the field. Uh, uh, His campaign did, trying to learn a little bit more about uh, what what voters think of him. Now, we don't know any of the results, but it makes sense that they would, I would assume voters feel, um, you know, relatively good, right? Things are reopening, shots in arms, all that. So I, I think he is. I think he's hitting his stride a little bit. Um, and now his challenge is going to be, you know, okay, I got this. I got the hundred days under my belt. You know, it, it, it isn't as, it, not as tough as I might've thought it was. Um, how do I maintain, right? And how do I right. grow? Um, and how do I not, you know, it's almost like a silly election term, but uh, how do I not peak too fast, right? How do I not yes. have my best year as the rest of this year? And then I head into an election and it's really tough. I think that's what he has to be thinking about for, uh, you know, for the next couple of months.
1: And I could tell yesterday, you know, I, I always just like to watch, and that's why I even go to stuff and just to watch because it's, it's just different if you're there. But, you know, yesterday, there he is. He's got his lieutenant governor. They're having their very, very open to the press briefing, says a few things, then opens up the floor, which is great. And then after that, there he was, you know, outside the state house, and he's got Attorney General Peter Narona. They're talking gun safety laws, but then you also have Nellie Gobi is there, Seth Magazine is there, and he's the governor. To me, he he acts different, he kind of walks different, he's the role, he's the guy, and and I, I just notice a difference in his demeanor and the way he handles himself, and I mean that in a positive way, uh, different than when he'd be sitting out in the audience and Governor Mundo's on the stage saying, I'm going to let him come up in just a moment uh, and say hello to everyone. Folks, you hear us mention uh, Roadmap, and it's terrific. And uh, Dan McGowan, if you don't mind, if you could uh, offer this to people that are listening.
2: Yeah, the best news is, John, uh, and people hear this every single week, it's free, completely free yeah. newsletter to your to your inbox every weekday morning uh, right before 8 a.m. And, and it's going to have new stuff from me, either it's new reporting, breaking news or analysis. we talked a lot about the city council election in Providence last night. Uh, Then you get the whole rundown of the stories that we're working on. You get my column a couple of times a week. You get, you know, great stories uh, that that we're working on, whether it's politics, business, things like that. Um, And then you get a rundown of the the day's happenings, right? Where's the governor going to be today? Press conference, this, you know, here. What's the big legislative hearing at the statehouse? So all you need to know, basically, all wrapped up in a five-minute free read. Um, And if you send me an email, all you have to do to, to get on, send a blank email to rinews at globe.com rinews at globe.com and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow
1: folks he's dm mcgowan great job we will uh and we'll talk to you again
2: great chatting john thanks
1: Mega logistics they're there to help you give them a call today 401-431- Like your company, maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. Mega Logistics, 401-431-2300.
0: Nothing but a big smile for all to see Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear My lungs will be full, 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 full of beautiful air My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air my lungs will be full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full full, 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 of clean air. My lungs will be full. full, full
1: 3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain 401-272-3340.